Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. It has been a while since I've done a show, but again, when things build up and there's things that I have to talk about, that's when I do a show. And I have things I have to talk about, so it's going to be interesting. The first thing I want to talk about, I'm going to bring on a guest. I'm going to bring on a couple of people tonight, but the first person I'm going to bring on this evening is a gentleman by the name of Jim McDonald. And Jim writes for Vaping360.com. Now, I'm having him on, and I'll tell you the story real quick, and then I'll bring on Jim. Well, actually, let me bring on Jim. I want him to hear the story, too. One second. Let's find Jim. Let's bring him on. And then we're going to bring on uh, uh, Jay, obviously, Upstomp, our dear friend. But let's call uh, Jim first. This fascinates me, this story. I'm, I'm just... Still dumbfounded how, how this happened. Hello, Jim. Are you there? Hey there. How are you, sir? I'm good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Excellent. So I thank you, number one, for coming on. Uh, I wanted to have you on, and I was going to tell the audience this story and then have you come on, but I might as well have you come on and hear it, too, because I didn't really get to tell you. So uh, I saw it was sometime last week, I believe it was, or the beginning of this week. It wasn't too long ago, less than a week ago. Uh, CBS News had reported that there was an an e-cigarette factory in Massachusetts that, uh, I don't know, maybe some chemicals leaked or something happened where like 15 to 17 people got sick. Yeah. And uh, it happened at this e-cigarette factory and the police were there. The fire department was there. They had to send 15 people to the hospital, this whole thing. And it happened at an e-cigarette factory. So when I read this, the first thing that went through my mind, I've been vaping for nine years, just so you know. So yeah. the first thing that went through my mind is, is where the hell is there an e-cigarette factory in the United States? Never mind an hour away from my house because I don't know of one. Um, so that right there, I was like, what is that? So I instantly went to this website. I found absolutely nothing at all explaining how that nothing that would equate to them doing any sort of worker production for e-cigarettes or manufacturing, nothing. For vaping, not even e-liquid, nothing. They look like a company that like built coils for, for heaters or air conditioners or something, but nothing to do with vaping or e-cigarettes. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty bold for CBS to put out that story. That's crazy. That's, that's fake news at its finest, right? I, but again, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, when has the media, the mainstream media, been friendly to vaping over the years? They're not. They report a lot of stuff that's just bullshit. So I see this, and I couldn't believe it. So then, like, I think it was the next day, I get an email, because I guess I'm part of some email for Vape News uh, Magazine. And I get an email from Vape News Magazine, and they've done the same story. E-cigarette factory, uh, you know, 13, 15 people got sick. And even at the end of their story, they're saying, geez, we know we're wishing the best for the people that got injured, and we hope they're okay. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. This is our one of our industry magazines. I mean, it's pretty big. Vape News Magazine is big. And I've really, you know, had had faith in Vape News Magazine. I mean, I, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that they reported that. They reported the fake news, too. So then, uh, I don't know if it was a day or a few days later after that, I refreshingly am sent this article, or someone put it on Facebook or something, titled, Did a Chemical Leak Hospitalize Dozens at a Vape Factory? Question mark. From Jim McDonald, who actually did some reporting and investigating and did good goddamn journalism and got the story correct. So do, do we know, number one, Jim, how this happened? How, how would no. 
<laughs> no, we don't. I, I mean, it, it, what it looks like to me is that the local CBS reporter went on the air Sunday night, which is when the accident happened. Uh-huh. And I don't know if somebody at the scene told her that it was an e-cigarette factory or if she made it up. I don't know. Right. But she was live on the air and said, this factory manufactures e-cigarettes and possibly they use chlorine as a heating chemical in the e-cigarettes. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. And then um, the next day, all the the CBS national story, which seems to have used all the facts from the local story, um, went live. And that was syndicated. And that was used either changed or unchanged by Newsweek. Right. Gizmodo, Vice. <laughs> Yeah, it just kept going. So none of them, they just took it as word. Like some some kook on the scene said it to a CBS affiliate in Massachusetts, and then everybody yeah. just ran with it. And that was it. That's what it was. That's what it looks like. I, I can't, you know, um, I've, I've called this place multiple times and left messages um, to talk to, I guess the manager is the guy they keep wanting to send me to, but he's not taking calls or responding. Right. Um, just to tell me yes or no, we produce vaping products of some sort. So, and I haven't got an answer. Greg Conley talked to somebody there. Right. And they told him, no, they right. don't. So, yeah, I, and I saw that. And, and the funny thing is the next day, um, Vape News Net Magazine put out another, I don't, know if, I don't know if it was an email, but they put out an a, a, a update to the story, and the update was Greg's tweet saying that, oh, we confirmed it wasn't. I, what, what, where, what's going on here? Why? Is, now, now, let me ask you this. So you saw this story. What made you, number one, say this can't be right and want to investigate it? Or were you just fascinated by the fact that, wow, an e-cig factory, and this happened? I mean, what, what made you want to get involved with it? Was it just— Oh, no. I mean, to be honest, I saw Greg's tweet first. Okay. That was my. That was the first thing I saw that got me interested in it. So right, and he was already questioning whether it was an e-cig factory. So right, and there's no way they, they, they just they don't have them here. It's you know. No, I know it. Who would who would open an e-cig factory in Massachusetts? Well, yeah, and the, and the thing is too is I'm I live in Connecticut, so I'm very involved in Connecticut, Mass. Yeah, I knew Same there thing. wasn't. So I'm like. How the hell is that possible? There, there's no way I would have heard of it in the nine years I've been vaping. This just can't be. So that's what yeah. really got me fascinated. But you know the fact that that. But you really went into extent in, in your article and, and you explained things and you know you point you just pointed out the truth of the matter. That's all. And that's what we need. We need people that are actually going to investigate these stories because there's a lot of fake news out there when it comes to vaping and e-cigarettes. We all know that, but we yeah. don't need our own industry publications reporting that i mean do a little research i i'm i'm you know i'm, I'm bummed that vape magazine vape, vape news magazine did this because honestly i i felt that vape news is one of the better of the two um there's another one vape and i just honestly that's just like all the cool social network people and it, you know it just does all that feeds into the whole high school aspect of vaping and the cool kids and the and it's it's all you know that stuff whereas i felt like vape news was more like it was a mix of everything, and they did have some news and, and give you good information and, and research stuff. And, and I feel like I was let down. Like, wow, I guess they don't. They just fucking report anything they see on Google like everybody else and don't research anything. And then to come across – and then it made me, with you, start reading other articles that you've done. And 
damn it, yeah, you do research. <laughs> you do your job. You know, you're, you're, you're doing it right. And yeah, I try. Yeah, you do. So it was refreshing to, to come across that. How long have you, have you been there a long time with Vaping 360? Do you write just for um, them? or I do write just for them. Um, I've been there for about two and a half years. Right. Um, I didn't write about vaping at all before then. I'm a vapor. Uh-huh. I've been vaping for five and a half years. So um, I just, you know, I got interested in the in the, the the legal and the misinformation aspects of vaping. Yes. Oh, I, I do too. It, it fascinates me. It fascinates me that it still goes on to this day. Oh, yeah. Worse than ever. You know, the funniest thing is I remember years and years and years ago when they started with the rhetoric of, vaping will lead to smoking cigarettes. And I remember when they first started with that, and I was saying, there's no way people are going to believe that. I mean, people aren't that stupid. There's just just no way. Who in the world would believe that using an e-cigarette, which gets you off cigarettes, is going to cause you to smoke cigarettes? That's just not going to pick up. I thought that was insane. But what I've learned through the years is they just keep repeating it over and over and over. And yep. repeating it everywhere. And then most people, unfortunately, are sheep. They hear it enough times. They go, oh, you know, those e-cigarettes lead to smoking cigarettes. And, and they just pick up on it. And it, it's amazing how they how they work and, and how relentless they are and how they, they get out to people through different media sources because they have the cash to do it. They have, uh, they yep. have the resources to do it. So, yep. uh, yeah. That's right. They plant stories. I mean, the people who... The people who run the anti-vaping uh, <laughs> campaign, and I mean, it's more than one campaign, but the the people who do this uh, professionally, and they do do it professionally, mm-hmm. are very serious about what they're doing. Yes, yes, they and are. You're you're right. You're right there in the heart of it all. By the way, oh, I know. The pediatricians in Massachusetts and the Yale people in Connecticut. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. These bullshit studies they do. And, and, you know, Mass, it's funny. They were going to do recently, they were talking about maybe a flavor ban just last week. Yeah. Which I guess is off the table now. But the fascinating thing was I went to a, a vape shop in uh, Holyoke. It was uh, Vapor's Edge. And I talked to the guy, Tony, there. Great guy. He's the owner of the shop. And uh, before we knew that, you know, it was taken off the table, we thought it was, you know, it was going to happen. And he was saying, you know what, Kevin, I'm, I'm scared because I guess apparently this got brought up because they got a bunch of kids to come together and get these signatures for, I guess, a petition or something to bring up having this flavor ban. So kids mm. were actually behind doing it. And he's absolutely right. Maybe two or three years ago, I don't know, it was a while back, there was a hearing in Boston where they bust in kids. They bust, oh, yeah. they bust them in to testify. Oh, yeah, yeah, Now, yeah. how do you sit there as a legislator or as whoever – how do you sit there and these kids are telling you this and, like, you know, tell them no? It's pretty damn fucking hard to tell a kid if he's saying, please get rid of vaping. Vaping, you know, is harming people. and But, to, you know, tell them no, it's, it's not. And it's, it's, it's disgusting. But he's right. They, they, were, they were using the kids again. And using the kids works. That's the scary thing. It, it fucking works. I've, yeah. I've seen it in New York. I have clips years ago from hearings where they bust in kids and they were having them testify and talking about how, how uh, kids in school are using them and it's ruining their lives. And, oh, my God, we got to get rid of these things so we can save our, 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 our friends. And, I mean, it was nuts. <laughs> do, you, do you know the rescue agency? The rescue agency. No, I don't think I do. Okay. It's a huge, it's a huge advertising agency. 
that bills itself as a behavioral change agency. Um, they have hundreds of millions of dollars of contracts with FDA, with the Center for Tobacco Products. Uh-huh. Um, they're responsible for that campaign with the the kids walking around with the USB things in their mouths. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, they have a page on their website. I wish I could find it for you right now, but I don't think I can. Um, that brags about their ability to produce any number of, quote, trained youth that you want for your campaign. Oh, my God. They say that? Trained youth? Trained youth. <laughs> oh my they can God. crank them out. You want 400 trained youth? They'll get them for you. Okay. So, well, that's great. You know what? Please find this to me and send it to me because then I'm going to go to Greg with it. And then what I want is I want the AVA to hire them and I want us to have some kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got a hundred million dollars. <laughs> well, listen, hey, well, you know, maybe we can get some of these companies. I don't know. But I mean, listen, that's, that's fascinating. Unbelievably fascinating to me. But I, then again, it's not. If I think about it with all the things I've seen, it's just amazing to me how they still get away with it to this day. I am Connecticut's been we've been lucky. We've had a really good health committee. We have uh, senators and congressmen here. Well, for the most part, we have Senator Blumenthal. But other than him, you know, we do have other uh, um, government uh, people in government and uh, local everything. They mostly agree that they understand this is a harm reduction product. They've tried all that garbage here. It hasn't gone through. Not even a tax has gone through. Um, That's good. And, and well, it's amazing because we're a democratic state, so it shocks me. But they do seem to be accepting of vaping and understand that it is a harm reduction product. I do think they're going to raise the age to 21. I do think that's inevitable. It's going to happen, and it's going to hurt vape shops. But uh, other than that, we've been very lucky. Mass, not so lucky. I think mass is going to be doomed pretty soon, and uh, it's scary. But mass has been doing this for, for years anyway. Um, I remember going to a hearing in 2010. They started back then. Yeah. So uh, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, you, you wrote, thank you for writing such a responsible article about what happened so everybody could truly understand. Um, so you're at vaping360.com. That's been around a while, I think, vaping360.com. I, I, I think 2014. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. It's based in Germany. Really? Yeah. Our offices are in Germany. Um, me, uh, the, the editor-in-chief, Jeremy Mann, Mm-hmm. And another employee named Dave Kriegel, all are Americans, and we work here in the states. Right. But everybody else works in an office um, in Germany. Wow. And it's quite an international crew. We got people from all over the world. So do they have do they have different versions of the site for different parts of the world, or is it just the the one they no, have? No, it's just English. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there may be different versions in like what advertising you see. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, no, the site is strictly in English. Yeah, it's been around for, for a very, very, uh, bring on, and I have, <laughs> I'm Jay waiting, I'm telling you, I'm bringing him on in five minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's been around for quite a while. I mean, uh, and it's interesting. There's a lot of great, great news stories on here. I didn't realize. I mean, I know, the problem is there's just, there's just so many of these sites and you don't yeah. know which ones really have like legitimate news or which ones don't or which ones are just, you know, about advertising and they just put who knows. It's, it's you know, hard to really decipher. There's so many of them. But right. I, well, I, I was going through this and there's some good stuff on here. I mean, there's there's great articles. It's a it's a great you. it's a great read. It really is. 
Yeah, I mean, we we work pretty hard at it, and our 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 news articles, and um, you know, I if there are mistakes in them, that's my fault, but I really try not to make any. Right. So if there's not, they're not like just liberally full of bullshit. Right. Which is a common problem in vaping. It is. Oh, there's a. Oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know what uh, is interesting too I saw that I was reading something you wrote the other day you're talking about Stanton Glance okay mm-hmm. this guy again is accused of sexual uh, sexual misconduct yeah uh, twice nothing's happening how, how is nothing well, happening well we don't know what's happening I mean they might have had internal hearings or what you know I don't know what's happening there should be something happening I mean isn't uh California that, uh, California state taxpayer money paying this guy oh yeah yeah I mean that that university's got a bad history with sexual harassment though oh does it so there's been yeah, others? yeah. there's there's <laughs> been a lot of problems um and not just that one but the entire University of California system right That's, oh I got this link for you oh excellent yeah yeah just put it in the uh, sky I would I'd love that sounds like a fantastic read. Oh, here's the other thing, too, that you did that I, that I saw that you did. I didn't even know this was you that wrote this. And actually, I, I brought Abby on because of this article. Oh, yeah. Um, I had her on the show because I saw the Why Did NPR Show Lie About YouTuber Abby Vapes. That's amazing, isn't it? NPR comes out and calls her a teenage kid. No, yeah. nothing. They didn't even bother to, like, contact her and say, are you? They, they just made it up. She's a teenage kid. Here she is on YouTube doing uh, videos. It's like, oh, my God. How? How? And you know what? I had her on, and she's just so gracious about it. She's like, "Really, what can you do?" They apologize. They said they give a retraction, and that's it. But nobody did. They do? Did they do a retraction? Uh, yeah, they did some sort of retraction. Okay, but but it wasn't really anything that was, you know, a a big deal. I mean, it's not like it's not like 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 they went in the article and said, "Oh my God, we made a mistake," or announced to their listeners, "It's already out there. It's done." You know, the damage is done. So yeah. Well, the. Uh, I probably shouldn't get into it on here. I haven't talked to her about it, but I, I think there are um, that her show is mentioned in some tobacco control documents. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> probably, probably they got the idea from somebody else who saw it there. Right. That she was supposedly a teenage person on YouTube. Oh my God. But I haven't, I haven't, I haven't sent that to her yet, so <laughs> I should just leave it to her to. Oh, that's great! And see, that's what I was explaining to her. I said, you know what? If that was me, I'd be irate. I'd yeah, be, I would too. I'd, I'd be a lot oh, more upset than she was. Oh, I know. I'd be out of my mind. I'd be like, I, I want you on the air. I, I would be going crazy. Um, she took it so graciously. Like I, I just it amazed me. I, I'd be crazy, but yeah, but now it's out there, and now you're probably going to see that. And and listen, when tobacco control says it, it's true. People are just going to yeah. believe it. She's going to be the the most popular teenage vape reviewer in the country. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with YouTube. There, uh, that's another whole issue. But well, they, um, they they are they what they were trying to do was very. You'll find this fascinating. Here's what I saw them doing. What I saw them doing, because I, I'm, I'm very, very good friends with Zofie Vape. She's like one of my best friends. Uh-huh. Um, I talked to her all the time. And, and I was going over this with her, too, when all this was going on, because she got scared, too. So sure. what they were doing was, was they were weeding out, going after all the smaller reviewers and taking down all the Jewel stuff, the reviews they were doing. Uh, 
And what that was doing was that was giving a message to the bigger reviewers, which it worked, get rid of your fucking Jewel videos or else this could happen to you. So they targeted all the small little insignificant, they feel like insignificant reviewers, to put a message out to the bigger ones. So what it did was it cleaned, they did, and the, the Grim Greens, the Zofi Vapes, the, the people who started, they all, they all ripped trippers, they all went crazy, they took down their Jewel shit. So, but they weren't trying to take down all the Jewel videos. The, the ones they left up were the ones of kids using Jewels. They yeah. wanted it where when you search Jewel on YouTube, all that fucking came up was a bunch of underage kids using jewels. And that, that might be true. It might also be that there's not a human strategy, but AI doing that. Well, I don't know, but it's 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 fascinating to me that they. I mean, if because they were saying it was all you can't have these jewel reviews. That's what it was. You can't have them. They got to come down. Well, then why aren't they taking down the miners using jewels? Why did? What? Yeah. Well, a lot those of those people up? are not miners, by the way. Well, you're right. Some of them are, but some of them are. Some of also, them... I like what they have to say. If you listen to them, some of those people are like the most honest people about vaping in the world, and they don't believe the bullshit. Right. So when all the adults come and set their hair on fire and say, you know, everything bad is going to happen to you because you're using this jewel, they know it's bullshit. This is sure. right on the level of reefer madness. Yes. And the more they keep this up, the less the kids are going to believe them. Right. Um, and I'm telling you, when you set loose a disruptive innovation like vaping, it's not going to be that neat, Kevin. Right. It's not going to be like, well, all the smokers will quit smoking and none of the kids will take it up. Kids are going to vape. Right. Absolutely. And I don't are. think we should be worried about it. Well, listen, re no, realistically, we shouldn't. I'd rather a kid vape than smoke. There's no question. There's no doubt in my mind. Absolutely. My, my, my friend... Um, I grew up with him. He has a 15-year-old son, and his wife is freaking out because they keep on catching him with, uh, you know, e-liquid, with you know, vaping stuff, fixes or jewels. And he's like, everybody in school has them, and he really yeah. just because everybody has them. He's like, I got it because if you don't, you're a nerd. You have to have one. So I told <laughs> Craig, I said, listen, I said, I'm gonna be straight with you, bro. I'd get him a, a little jewel type of device that you can fill yourself and put some zero nick in it. Because my friend's only concern was I don't want him hooked on nicotine. I said, right. then get him a little device, put no uh, nicotine liquid in it, and then it can be cool like everybody else. It's not right. a big deal. It really isn't. It's not going to harm him. It's fine. It's, it's not a big deal. And you're right. I'd rather them. I had years and years ago, I had Jason Healy, who was the owner yeah. of Blue Sigs on my on my uh, show. I, I Great guy. And... Uh, he had, he had a teenage daughter, and I asked him, and I was surprised by his answer. I said, Jason, now let's be honest. If you caught your daughter smoking, would you tell her, do not smoke or don't do anything, or would you give her one of your blue cigs? And he said, I give her one of my blue cigs. And I said, really? He said, yep. I said, being you know, 13, 14, he goes, yeah, I'd rather her vape than smoke. And I thought that was crazy for him to say. This is a guy, the owner of fucking Blue Six, essentially yeah. saying, yeah, I think it's okay if my, my kid uh, uses uh, vapes. But I love the honesty. And he's, he's right. I mean, he really Ho is. <laughs> What's... Ho hopefully you'd give her something better than a blue. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> this was... <laughs> you know, this was... I, I got to say, um, people, so many people hated on blue. But what blue did is blue brought vaping into the mainstream. It did. 
It brought it to the mainstream. No, oh, I know. It, you know, it, it really did. And and I would talk to Jason, and he would say, and I like I talked about like, my God, blues doing great. You must be doing great, you know, financially, the money wise. And he'd say, honestly, Kevin, I all and he didn't care about the money. He was a millionaire before he even started Blue. He's like, I just want to do something that's going to be historical regarding vaping. Because he was in a bar in Australia in 2008, and someone handed him an e-cigarette, and he thought it was the most incredible invention ever. And he's like, this is going to change the world. And that I, th- I had the same thought when I first saw one. I'm like, I saw sure. one on Google, and I bought it automatically. I'm like, this is unbelievable. So, you know, he just wanted to do something that was, in a sense, going to make history. You know, it wasn't really even about the money. But uh, because of, of his knowledge of, of advertising and, and, and Internet and SEO and everything, I mean, he really mm. introduced the world to vaping. I, a, a lot of people are still vaping today because of that shitty fucking blue cig. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. So what did he yeah. make his money in before vaping? He actually owned a bunch of uh, 976 numbers, 900 numbers. Remember back in the day we had 976? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, a bunch of sex lines, and he made. Oh, a, that's awesome! Yeah, and he made a fortune. I didn't off know that. Him. Yep, he made a fortune off him. And then when he came across the e-cigarette, he and it worked for him. He was able to quit smoking using it. He's like, this is a genius product. And then he just took his knowledge of of he learned from SEO and internet and advertising and everything, and he created this brand, Blue Cigs. And as you know, it wasn't a great e-cigarette. It was just a crappy little fucking yeah. five ten from China. But and and the branding and everything he did is what sold it. But uh, it worked. He wanted to to change the world and introduce it to vaping, and he did. He succeeded. Yeah. And then he sold it for $120-something million, and now I just see him tweet every day about buying a new Aston Martin or being on vacation. Or, hey, good for him. <laughs> you know, it's great. <laughs> it worked out for him. That's awesome. I didn't know the backstory on Healy. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a very interesting guy. Um, very nice guy, young guy too. He's only like in his thirties. I mean, he's is he really still? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's he might be in his forties now. He was in his thirties when I met him, and that was years and years ago. So he's probably late thirties, early forties. But to be retired at that age, um, that's yeah, that's awesome. I'll never know. Yeah, no, I don't think I will either. <laughs> I'm trying, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um, I want to thank you for coming on jim i really oh, really thanks do, for having me i appreciate it uh, uh it was uh at last minute and and you came on and you wrote a great article and i'm gonna make sure i'll, I'll put a link to the article in the uh, replay notes because 99.9 percent of my listeners listen to my replay so they can uh, check out vaping 360 and your articles and uh i appreciate it if there's ever ever anything you want to get out there uh let me know and i will certainly let my audience know about it and i'll uh let them know about vaping 360 as well but thank you for coming on Terrific. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Bye. All right. I like that guy. That was fun. That was fun, but now it's going to get real fun. Hang on. Oh, wait. Where's Jay? There we go. Call. We got to bring Jay on. Jay should be ready. He had a whole mess going on before, but uh, let me see if this works. I want clouds in my lungs. That does work. Hey. <laughs> Hey. What's going on? Do you know who that is? I want clouds in my lungs. <laughs> Isn't that grim? No, that's not grim. I want clouds in my lungs. <laughs> oh, is that uh, that dipshit? Um, Hang on. Oh, what the hell was his name? I'll give I'll give you another hint. Where is it? Um, there's got to be another one. Where is another hint? Uh. I don't want it to be a long one. That's final. That's, it, it's that kid that's like mildly retarded, right? Here it is. Uh, this is my 
They respond to Grim Green and why he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's who I'm thinking of. I can't remember his name. That's though. just mean. Yeah, that's just me. You know, yeah, I, I, he was in he was in one of my uh, bad lip reading videos. Yeah, I sent him a message maybe three months ago just to see if he was still around, and mm-hmm. he was willing to come on. Really? So, yeah, so <laughs> the guy's fascinating should, to me. You should do some like background on him and and do like a "This is your life" right. kind of thing. <laughs> Have him on the show and then yeah. say, "Here's your fourth grade teacher." Yeah. <laughs> That's just me, and I love him. Him and uh, Killing it. I love Blake Vapes. He's the best. Killing it. He rocks. I pretty much never wanted it to come to this, dude, but your boy Blake Vapes is quitting vaping, and I'm joining CrossFit. <laughs> Vapor fools, I'll never quit vaping on new hairs. <laughs> Vapor fools. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. I, I must he have left uh, he did the that reviewing for, community before he came out. He did that for April Fools. It was it was Vapor Fools. He was, <laughs> you know, there was an article la- or a few days ago. There was a guy that was on a uh, a highway sign in California that I guess was like almost naked and he was vaping and he was just acting erratically and dancing and all kinds of crazy shit. And I thought it was Blake Vapes. I'm like, that's got to be Blake Vapes. So... Uh, I looked at the article and and uh, I just briefly read it and I sent Blake Vapes a message. I'm like, that's not yeah. I I, I I you know I said I thought this might be you. And he's like, yeah, no, that's not me, dude. It was just some guy. I guess they were shooting a video or something. But like he was uh, he was on a highway sign and the police had to come and get him down and everything. But of course they made it clear to know that he was vaping. He was vaping because that's what vapors do. They're crazy and they do crazy shit like go on highway signs and fucking you know. Uh, disobey the law and get half naked and do wacky shit. I mean, it's so <laughs> it's amazing. It just I'm amazed how the media works. I really am. And little things that they do like that to throw it in there, you know, to really just change oh, the yeah, story. Yeah, I remember back in the '80s. Um, I remember watching some crime show, and they like some kid like killed his parents or something, and they and it was funny how they slipped in that. When he was a younger teenager, he started he started listening to rock music and grew his hair long. And they said it just like that, like like it somehow equated to murdering your parents if you right. grow your hair long. Yep. <laughs> I know it's absolutely crazy. So, uh, like I said, things have built up throughout the past. I haven't done a show in like three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. I just got to bring up all my stuff. I was actually going to start the show at seven o'clock, just so you people know. I didn't start the show at seven o'clock because. Me and uh, Jamie, my lovely fiance, we took our daughter out to have a nice dinner. So after dinner, um, well, we took her to the toy store because she wanted to go to the toy store. Then we had dinner. So then after, Jamie's like, Let the, at uh, Cheesecake Factory, they have low-carb cheesecake. So she's <coughs> like, I want to get some low-carb cheesecake. So we order the cheesecake. We go to this thing where, you know, you park, and then they bring this food out to you. So uh, there was nowhere to park. The people... The places where you had to park, there's people parked there already that shouldn't have been. So whatever, I just like pulled up to the front and just sat in my car and waited for them to come out. And then if anybody came out, I could have backed out. No big deal. Whatever. So I'm sitting in the parking lot next to the cars that are parked and the spots where I'm supposed to be parking to pick up my food and they shouldn't be there. If that makes sense. So we're waiting there like 10 minutes. They don't come out and bring out our cheesecake. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go inside. So I put my car, you know, I, I put my e-brake up. I walk inside. I go to get the cheesecake. Within a four, I was probably in there five minutes. So my phone rings, and it's Jamie. 
and Jamie says, you need to come out here. Some woman just hit our car and drove off. And I go, you're kidding. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. She's like, no, I'm not joking. So I run out there, and she's standing out there, and I go, what the hell happened? And she goes, this woman just back, starts backing up, hits the, the rear of our car. I mean, it shook the car when she hit her. So then Jamie got out of the car, and then the woman, you know, pulls forward and gets out of the car, and Jamie goes, you hit our car. And the woman yells at her and goes, oh, all I did was tap you, and then started yelling something else, got in her car and drove off. So, <laughs> so Jamie, thankfully, got her license plate number. I said, good for you. You got your license plate number. So um, I called the cops, and uh, the cops came, and I gave them her license plate number, and uh, they, they were right on it. They had a cop waiting at her house. They had her cell phone number. They were calling her cell phone, leaving her messages. So, uh, you know, he started to write out an accident report because he had her name. He had her information. He had her insurance information, all that stuff. And uh, she called him. So uh, he told her, he said, listen, you know, you need to come back because you left the scene of an accident and I could arrest you for that. So if you don't want to get arrested, you need to come back now. So he said, the woman's coming back. And I'm like, great. So Jamie described her as a 60 to maybe late 50s, early 60s. I would have said she was probably mid early 60s. She was 81 years old. I couldn't believe it. She looked nothing like she, she. But was she hot? Well, no, she's an old lady, but she was she wasn't fat or anything. She was thin, but she looked very young. She just looked very young for age. She looked like she was eighty one. So this woman shows up, and uh, you know she's yelling at the cop, blah blah blah. So he's showing her the damage. So she sees where she damaged my car. So uh, so then she says to the cop, she goes, "Okay, well, what are you gonna do to him?" And he goes, what do you mean? She goes, well, you know, I'll take responsibility. I hit his car, and if I have to pay for it, I'll pay for it to be fixed. But he should get a ticket because he was illegally parked. He should have been parked there. So the cop's like, okay, well, that's fine, whatever. You know, just pretty much what he didn't care. So then she just got in her car, and she left. Um, so that's why I was late. <laughs> Isn't that funny, though, where, you know, she, she doesn't have a leg to stand on, so she starts grasping at straws to, like, yeah. make sure that it's a zero-sum game. Well, I'll, right. I'll, get, I'll be in trouble, fine, but he should be in trouble, too. Yes. Mom, yep. I'm not going to be happy until you break until you break my brother's toy. Yep. You know, exactly. it's like that kind of thing. Exactly. That was exactly her theory. You know what? I'll take it. He's got to get in trouble, too. I want him to be in trouble just like I am. It's like, a, you know, and, and she kept on pointing out that, well, you know, he should have been parked there. He's like, it doesn't matter. You can't hit somebody and drive off. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if they're parked where they shouldn't be or not. You can't do that. She just didn't seem to grasp that you just can't hit people and fucking dri right. and drive, drive off. Away. That's just not, not acceptable. It's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. So many things. I want to bring this up first because it's right in front of me. And I posted this a while ago on my Facebook. And, oh, my God, I've been waiting to talk about this. And I'm going to find this guy. I can't guarantee you that I'll get him on my show. Oh, actually, before that, before I even do this, I want to say something. Where am I at? I have, I have to timestamp this. So I'm in 41 minutes into the show. So i got to remember, 41 minutes into the show. Brian, the owner of Candy King. Because I'm going to send him this. I want to listen to it. Brian, I had you on my show a year ago. I was nice to you. I was respectful to you. I, uh, I, was, I, I thought you were a great guest. I got lots and lots of crap 
for defending you, but I don't care because at the time, what happened to you a year ago, you were being attacked by people, being accused of something that you weren't doing and did not do. And I felt that someone should speak up and say, have the balls to say something. I want you on my show again. I want you, please, Brian, come on. I will have the same respect for you that I did when I had you on a year ago. I've been emailing him, not getting a response. So I want him to hear this, Jay, because I know he's going to hear this. I want to have him on again. I think it's fascinating what's going on. Candy King and Brian are working with the FDA, okay? They're working with the FDA. Um, they've we, been talking with the FDA, and if you are, are they gonna, are they going to rebrand the FDA as like some sort of demented like candy manufacturer? No, it, it's very interesting. Pretty much what Brian's been saying through his social media, through his Instagram, and I know Brian's running that Instagram. I don't. I know he just have somebody doing it. I know he's running it. I could tell by the way he responds to things. Um, but uh, pretty much their biggest problem from what Brian is expressing in his social media is that there was food on the package. It's the food. You can't have food. If you notice their new packaging, it's pretty much the same. There's no pictures of food anymore. And there's a big warning on it that says this is not a food product. This is not for consumption. How's all these warnings about how it's not food? Mm-hmm. So that seems right. to be their only issue is that there was food. You can't have food. you got to make clear that this isn't food so that a child obviously doesn't mm. pick it up or drink it, eat it, whatever. I find that interesting. Um, very interesting. So yeah. he's been talking with and having meetings with the FDA. So if anybody would know what the FDA is looking for, it's Mr. President of fucking Candy King. They, he would know. He's been working with them. So as much as all you juice companies hate them and, and, oh, fuck them, and they're ruining the industry and screw them and blah, 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 and this and that. Now, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that what they were doing before was right. I, I want to also ask Brian, like, he knows for the past year, at least for the past year, that, he, that his packaging has been questioned about appealing to, being appealing to children. But mm-hmm. he chose to ignore it. I'm fascinated by that. Why did you choose to ignore it? You obviously knew this was a problem, yet you kept on going on anyway. So I would like to know that answer. Um, I'm curious, just like everybody else, and I'm not saying they were right in doing that. But what I am saying is that he's working with the FDA now, which I never thought in a million years. I honestly thought Candy King was going to tell the FDA to take a flying fuck, sell as much money or as much juice as they could, and if they couldn't sell in the United States anymore... Who gives a fuck? Because they have market all over the world. They're selling all over the world. Would losing the U.S. market hurt Candy King or Drip More? I should say. Would it hurt Drip More? Sure, it would. But they wouldn't be out of business. They have distribution all around the world, baby. It, it would be a little hiccup, and they keep <laughs> on going. But you know what? No, they're actually working with the FDA, and they're trying to do what they have to do to be in compliance with everything. Which I, I got to give them credit. So, I, so, so they're 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 when you say working with the FDA, they're they're working through their lawyers to get clarification from the FDA as to what it will take to get you guys to back off. They, exactly, they know exactly what the FDA wants when it comes to labeling. They know. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else knows. But well, I, then then it wouldn't surprise me if they would not want to share that information with the rest of the industry because it gives them. It gives them a competitive advantage to, but, to keep those conversations behind closed doors, but he doesn't is. it? But he is. He already is sharing it. Look at his Instagram. He has a picture. Of, you know, he says, Dad. this is the new Candy King box. This is what we oh. talked with the FDA about. He's already saying it on his social media. So okay. I, obviously he has no problem saying it. I just think 
Brian's problem is, is honestly, he doesn't remember who I am. He probably doesn't remember being on my show. And I think the last thing they want to do is talk to any button, any media, period. Never mind vape media, because they're so hated by the online vape industry, not the you know people out, the regular vapers, the 10% of us who think that we own the vape industry and we don't. We're a little fragment of the right, real vape yeah. industry. The, the, bo- the boutique industry. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're the online world. Uh, they're, they're, you know, a lot, they're hated by a lot of people. And juice companies through, through the years, because they've hated them, um, I don't know if it's because they're so big and they can't get that big. I don't know what it is. But juice companies have really gone after them and attacked them to discredit them. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of vapors have honestly fell for it, which is a shame. But uh, at, at, the, at the end of the day, I want to have you on, Brian. I, I think you'd be a great guest. I would love to talk to you about this. I have no issues with you at all. I think it's, you know, I, I want to apologize and say I'm wrong because I thought you were going to flip the FDA off and say, fuck it, I don't care. And you're actually working with them. So I was wrong. I will admit that, Brian. I was wrong. And I think it's great what he's doing. I think it's great what they're doing now. And it's great that they're working with him. But anyway, I have to get to this. Are you still there, Jay? I'm still here. My shit's acting fucking. Oh. Yeah, my 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 internet was acting really funky earlier. I was afraid I wasn't gonna be able to make it on. I was. No. I thought maybe the heat was affecting the fiber optics or something. I don't know. It's it's not the internet for me. I have to do this stupid thing. Um, every time when I restart my computer, I have to. Do this little thing where I shut shit. Hang on, let me do it now. Configure speaker. See, it's supposed to be on stereo, and it's on. Oh yeah. Next finish. Okay, hang on. Are you there? Yep. Okay. Now it's in, now it's working. Yeah. Even when I had uh, Jim on, that was like going a little bit more in one or the other. It wasn't Jim. It was my shit. Anyway. Okay. Let's move on. So I I got to talk about this. Number one, here in Connecticut. I love this. I love this. I love this. This was the story. Man secretly recorded women in tight clothing at the shops of Buckland Hills. Okay? <laughs> i say it one more time. Man secretly recorded women in tight clothing at the shops. Okay, so Buckland Hills Mall is a pretty decent-sized mall. It's an indoor mall. You know, your typical mall. Mm-hmm. So what this guy was doing was he was sitting inside the mall. Like, for example, he grabbed a seat in, like, the center part of the mall near the escalator. And if he saw a woman in a pair of, like, tight jeans or yoga pants or something like that, from where he was sitting, he would film her. He'd film her walking up or walking down. Um, He would film women in tight pants at the mall. Now, is that creepy? Sure. Kind of creepy. I don't know. He's into women with tight pants. Whatever. Not Mm -hmm. against the law. I want to add this. They took his phone. They went through his entire phone. They interviewed him extensively. He did not record one woman that was underage. They were all middle-aged women. He did not do anything where he got close to them, went up a skirt, nothing like that. It wasn't like he was right behind them and sticking his camera up under this. None of that happened. Nothing. He was honest with the police and said, I actually do this a lot. And he just sits there and, and he said, I just like, you know, women in tight pants. I mean, he was, he was being <laughs> honest, and they arrested him. He got arrested for it, and the charge was breach of peace. Now yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yep. there's no fucking way that's going to stick. Um, no, yeah, that, that's a that's a catch-all. The, the breach of peace is is a catch-all. Yeah, I mean, there's just no way. Now, again, like I said, it's pretty fucking creepy, but yep. not against the law. Correct. And uh, 
I mean, the guy didn't do anything wrong. He, it's not even like he had them or he was going online and selling them. Nothing like that at all. He just was kept them in his phone for his own personal viewing. And he was like mm-hmm. looking at women in tight pants. Um, and he used to see that at the beach all the time. Like yeah. I'd go on vacation down down in uh, Hollywood Beach with my family when I was younger. Yep. And you'd see old guys with their, you know, big SLR cameras and they'd be taking pictures of women in bikinis all the time. There's no difference. This is the same thing. Yeah. It's it's a little icky. It's a little creepy, but you know, they're not hurting anybody. No, sure <laughs> it's a little creepy. Maybe may, listen, maybe that's just his thing looking at, you know, women in uh tight pants. Listen, it's better than him going out and like uh raping women or, you know, fucking uh God knows what else. I mean, it could be worse than that. He's just a uh, weirdo likes girls in tight pants. So what? Yeah, he's, he's a creepy guy. Yeah. He's a just creepy, creepy guy, guy that nobody should want to be friends with. That's right. <laughs> creepy guy, not against the law. I don't want to be his friend, but I certainly want to talk to him. <laughs> oh, you think you're going to get him on your show? Oh, I love to have him on my show. I would just love to know what uh, what happened. I want to know what happened with his case and, and if it was thrown out or, or what happened. And, yeah, I mean, he, he, seemed, he was very honest with the police. He told him everything. He talked to him. And it seemed, you know, I don't know. I'm just fascinated I mean, by I, that. I could see them all obviously giving him a, a trespass notice and not allowing him back in the mall. Right. That that I would absolutely agree with. Sure. But yeah. I mean, arresting him was just a catch all. It was just a way to get him. It was a way to get him away from the property quickly, I guess. Oh, it's nuts. And and because the guy was a creepy, you know, right. and the cops didn't have anything legal to charge him with, so they just you yeah, know breach of peace. Him with breaching the peace. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the same thing as uh, what's the other one there? There's a couple other charges that are like that. Um, disorderly conduct. Yeah, you know those catch-alls that always end up getting dropped. I mean, so bizarre. Really, just bizarre. I got to see this. I want to see the Gotti movie. I have I have never read. So many bad reviews about a movie in my life. Everybody's saying how terrible the movie is. One star, zero stars. It, it's making me want to see it. <laughs> well, tra- casting Travolta. But could, and that's the other thing, too. So people are going off like they casted uh, Travolta. Call me crazy. Travolta's done some pretty amazing roles. If, yeah, but look at Pulp Fiction. I mean, holy also, shit. He's also been in some duds like uh, that L. Ron Hubbard movie there. Yes, uh, he, well, Battlefield Earth, like shit like that. Like the you throw him in front of a brilliant director, nine times out of ten, he's gonna do some brilliant stuff. But understand uh, too, but, the guy owns an airplane for Christ's sake. He's got a lot of you know, he's got costs. He's got he's got, he's got a lot of bills. He's got. Well, I'm not stuff. gonna blame him for taking the role. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't right. think it's a good fit. But no. you know what? I also hated uh, Depp in uh, the Whitey Bulger movie. Yeah. That was awful. Like I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off that god awful makeup he was wearing. Right. You know, he's a great actor, but oh damn, that was terrible. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just shocked that it's like, it could it possibly be? I just got to see if it's that bad. Could it possibly be that bad? Obviously, every reviewer on the planet saying it is, but it's, it's such a train wreck. I have to see the train wreck. Yeah. I, I'm, well, just, just watch Battlefield Earth again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just watch the scenes that he's in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, listen, it's the same thing with uh, uh, Robert De Niro or Al Pacino. Al, you know, they they they've done some shitty fucking movies, and they were some of the greatest yeah. movies ever. Yep, agreed. I mean, I don't know. I guess you got to pay the bills. It is what it is. Cannabis. No, you is... absolutely do, and and sometimes you get you know you get in a rut. I'm sure you know it's it's. Like I don't know how you would liken it to the e-liquid industry. I guess it would be like selling selling your e-liquid to the aunties 
because you're low on sales that month and yeah. you, they offered to buy a hundred bottles for them to, I don't know. Oh, this guy, I'm, I'm going to have this guy on too. So I'm definitely going to have this guy on. So here in Connecticut, I don't know if anybody saw this, uh, this sculptor created a huge heroin spoon spoon. Now, when I say huge, I mean mm. like it's the size <laughs> of a car. The thing's fucking right. huge. And um, him and this, uh, I guess, art, this guy that owns an art dealer or something, or him, but him, him and some other guy, these two guys, they brought this sculpture, the, the, this huge sculpture, they placed it in, the, in front of the front doors of Purdue Pharmaceuticals, which is here in Connecticut. Yeah. Apparently, they're one of the companies that's been... Um, uh, brought up in the whole opioid thing and pushing opioids. So they were trying, they were just, here, let me look at the other At 800 pounds, this thing was an 800 pound, nearly 11 foot long steel sculpture of a bent and burned drug spoon placed in front of the Stanford, Connecticut <laughs> headquarters of drug maker Purdue Pharma as part of an opioid crisis protest has been removed. Um, right. The artist was Dominic Esposito. And Fernando Alvarez is the owner of the gallery. They dropped the sculpture outside the headquarters Friday. Police arrested Alvarez and charged him with obstruction of a free passage. And the city's Department of Public Works hauled the sculpture away. <laughs> That's so great. That's Very so inventive. awesome. Now, now here's, here's how media comes into play, okay? Now, here in Connecticut, I, they, they had to report it. How do you not report that? I mean, it happened here. That's a big thing. You would think that this story would make main mainstream media. It'd be on Today's Show, uh, Good Morning America, CNN, everywhere. No, no, it wasn't. And I'll tell well, you. Well, how how did I see it then? Because uh, I don't I, I don't on, subscribe to any Connecticut news. on Facebook. I posted it everywhere. <laughs> Probably <laughs> Facebook. Maybe that was but, how I saw it. I don't know. It, but it was. I I, so I use that Feedly app. Yeah. So I get I get like a, an aggregate news feed right. every morning. I th- I'm pretty sure I saw it on there. I don't I don't remember which site it I was. I mean, it wasn't but... really. You know, you have to understand too that Big Pharmaceutical is the biggest advertisers for mainstream media for CNN, for NBC, ABC, Fox that's, News, CBS. That's true. They're their biggest customers is Big Pharmaceutical commercials. If you don't believe me, watch TV for 30 minutes and count how many Big Pharmaceutical co- uh, commercials you see. That's true. So you don't want to do anything to tick them off. You know, you have to report the news. It's kind of a tricky thing. Like we got to report it. We got to say something. But let's just say a little something and shut the fuck up. I mean, you don't want to piss off your your you know your biggest uh, your biggest advertisers. But that's awesome that they did that. That's fucking awesome. I I, I you know I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn. Like <laughs> I think it's hilarious that they oh, did it. Great. I think it's a riot. I don't know anything about this particular company. I don't know what they manufacture, what they lobby. I don't know anything about that. But I, I can say that, yes, pharmaceuticals are a mess in this country, but so is the drug war. And they yes. work hand in hand. So, you know, I just I, I think it was appropriate to arrest the guy. I think it's hilarious that he did it. But I don't know. I don't know any of the particulars. I don't know who to side with here. You know, well, listen, he's putting out a message. And, and, and again, you do have. I don't know how many people are now hooked on heroin because they were prescribed opiates by their doctors years ago and then they turn to heroin. I don't know what that percentage is. I know there are people that absolutely were prescribed opiates, overprescribed, and then they were taken away or they just, sure. you know, progressed on to heroin. But, but I think I, I think it was, it's more of a cultural problem than a problem with any one particular entity. You know what I mean? Like. 
I, I don't know that any one entity could really see things going the way that they've gone, you know, or cover it up or anything like that. Well, it's, it's the, the problem that I have with the drug industry, the big pharmaceutical industry, is that we have had cures for cancer. And it's funny how the people that came up with these cures were mysteriously murdered or mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> you know, I seriously, I mean, it, that's crazy. You're not, you can't fucking tell me. There's no way. You're not going to tell me for one second that they can't come up with a cure for cancer. But coming up with a cure for cancer is not going to make them billions of dollars. Coming, creating the pills that keep you alive is where they're making the money. They're never going to come up with a cure for cancer because there's no money in that. The money is creating drugs that will keep you alive and well enough to live long enough to keep on paying those yeah, fuckers. Yeah, well, that much, that much <laughs> I agree with, but I, I don't think necessarily it's as nefarious as you say. I think, I think that people are going to fund what they're going to get the most return on. You know, like I don't, I don't know anything about you know people actually finding the cure for cancer and being murdered in their sleep. Um, you know, we used to hear things about that, like that, about, you know, somebody who invented a car that can run on one gallon of gas for every, you know, 6,000 miles, you know, shit like that. We used to hear about that in grade school. Um, so I don't I don't know how much truth there is to people getting murdered because they found the cure for cancer. But I definitely agree that there's a disincentive to fund the cure, the absolute cure for cancer. Uh, because there's so much money in treatment. Right. Right. Now everybody got excited about this. Oh, this guy. Oh, my God. Hang on. I just got to play a little bit of this real quick. I forgot about this before I get on to vaping stuff. I got more vaping stuff, but hang on. Police um, officer gets out. Hang on. Let me get through this. This is a... Uh, you have a gun someone's, I saw this video somewhere. <laughs> this guy is dressed as Darth Vader... And did you see this, Jay? He's dressed as Darth Vader. He's playing the bass guitar. I guess this happens in Melbourne, Australia. This guy stands on the sidewalk, and he has a little basket where people can throw him money. Dressed as Darth Vader, playing the bass guitar. Huh. This guy is an unbelievably amazing... He's amazing. This is all a bass guitar, just him solo. Oh, hang on. Where'd it go? Here we go. Yeah, you're cutting out... Here we go. You think you're fucking up your audio. I don't Listen to that. Do you hear that? No. You can't hear I it? I don't I don't hear anything. Hang on, you hear this? You can't hear that really? No, no, shoot, shoot me a link after the show. I'll shoot a link after the show. Well, there's Eddie White, you got to hear. He's incredible. He just goes on and on. He's an incredible bassist. Dresses Darth Vader sitting in the street. That's amazing to me that someone that talented is, uh, you know, standing on a street corner playing for change. That just absolutely amazes me. But anyway, let's get to this. This got a lot of attention. So I'm watching the Today Show, as I usually do. I don't know why, because they drive me crazy. But uh, they had this... Uh, Injured father warns of e-cigarette battery explosions. Oh, Jesus. So they have this guy on. Uh, what happened was, and he says it, he put two 18650 batteries in his pocket with loose change. All right, so it wasn't even an e-cig. No. 
those loose batteries he put. He, he says he put the batteries in his pocket. He had change in his pocket. Boom. Now, you should watch it. Go to today.com. Go to VP Live. Go to the VP Live Facebook page. I have it on here. I posted it uh, back in the middle of June. June 18th is when I posted it. Or just Google today, uh, today injured father e-cigarette. You should, you should watch it. It's interesting. Because the way that today's show did it was very fascinating. They made it like, oh boy, these scary e-cigarettes, you got to watch out. But really the basis of the story was, and what, what the guy did in the story was, he showed what happens when these batteries touch metal and why it happened. And it's all, it all comes down to battery safety. You can't right. put this stuff with loose keys, loose change. They showed experiments with what happens when you do, and they pointed out that this was a circumstance of battery safety. You know, use your brain, stupid. You can't put batteries in with, with, with other metals, change keys, whatever. So they actually used it as a way to educate people about how you properly store batteries, which wow. is great. But yep. they still slanted it so you're like, oh, these e-cigarettes. But this idiot's sitting there laying on a fucking hospital bed. You know, this is going to happen to other people. Uh, you know, I just want other people to be aware that they're selling these things and this can happen. And I'm sure that he's going to sue everybody under the sun that had anything to do with those batteries where he bought them, what it was in, everything. They sue everybody. If, if, right. you, have, if you have a mech mod that, that blows up in your pocket, they're gonna, if your drip tip's on there, you're being sued. If your juice is in that fucking uh, dripper, you're going to be sued too. They sue everybody and just, you know, try to get whatever the hell they can. Uh, but I don't see how that could even have any weight when he's on the Today Show admitting he put batteries in his pocket with loose change. Right. How, yeah. how the fuck I mean, is he going to get? That's crazy. But you know what? He will. They will settle. They will settle just to make him go away. How much do you want? Of course. I mean, I mean did, did the battery packaging have a warning on it saying don't put this in your pocket with loose change? Oh, who knows? Who, who knows? Because most of them don't. No, but he he admitted that that he you know it, it was it, the Today Show pointing out after he said that and teaching him about battery safety clearly shows as well this is a guy who knew nothing about battery safety and this is what happens and this is how you have to use these 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 batteries you know you and, and they educated you so I don't know how this guy's going to get away with anything he probably will insurance companies will settle with him he'll probably get about a hundred grand out of it and whatever it well is what yeah it is. if the shop had had product liability insurance mm -hmm. sure. Otherwise, he's just going to end up shutting down a store. And that he's not is true. That. that is true. And you know there are I mean? still shops out there that don't have product liability insurance. And you're insane if you don't. You're insane. You're absolutely nuts if you don't. I mean, that's just crazy. There's e-liquids that are out there that don't have insurance on their e-liquids. That's nuts. <laughs> are you crazy? I mean, someone come along and say, hey, your liquid uh, made my, uh, gave me uh, cancer. I'm suing you. And you're fucked. Yep. you got to have insurance. Actually, you're not because you just fold the company <laughs> and walk away. It, uh, it depends. It depends. If it's an LLC, if you it's just an fold LLC. the company and walk away. Yeah, but you know what? Some of them aren't. Some of them go C-Corp. Some of them go uh, – and some of them don't because they're told – put it this way. I, I, I'm not going to say the companies, but I know companies that are C-Corps because their accountants told them you should be a C-Corp because you save money on taxes. So they became right. C-Corps to save money. So – you know, it, it, it could happen. I don't, I don't know how that's possible. As an LLC, it's basically all I do one tax return that does right. everything. Right. And, and, and listen, so. there's some people, believe it or not. Oh, my God. There's some people that aren't even like a legitimate business. Go figure. They like mix well, this stuff course. in their in, in their basements and their bathrooms and they and they bottle it. And then they 
Sure, sure. <laughs> but they're registered lot. with the FDA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, a lot more. I mean, registered with the. I mean, it's just crazy. And you know, I know they're saying we're not supposed to point this out. We shouldn't point out the alcohol comparison because we just can't do that. But listen, how can I not? I saw this again. Buzz Pop cocktails. They're right. fucking freezer pops that have alcohol in them. I'm sorry. Adult, they're called adult push pops. Buzz pop cocktails, alcoholic popsicles, adult push pops, boozy sorbets. You're going to fucking tell me for one second that a kid wouldn't see that in the freezer and say, oh, shit, that looks good. I, how, I'm, of course, of course. how does that going to pass? How is people not going crazy? That, there's, there's websites, uh, like websites for moms, like these really like stern, reputable, huge, million-plus uh, traffic websites for, for mothers, and they're praising these things. Oh, this is so great. Oh, we're going to have a good time at the beach this year. What about the kids? The same fuckers that are screaming about uh, uh, you know, these e-cigarettes, and they're targeting children with their flavors, and oh my... These are the same bitches yelling at us that that we're harming children, and they're praising the fucking Buzz Pop cocktails. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, how how can you, we not compare that? How is but, that not but crazy? But calling out calling out the hypocrisy does nothing. I remember uh, a few years ago we were at a hearing at the state house. Yeah. And one of the aunties came up and gave a present presentation that included big bags of candy. Mm-hmm. Right. She held up big bags of candy and 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 bags of e-liquid and say, you know, basically, there's no difference here. They're marketing to children. They're marketing to children, marketing to children, screaming, screaming, screaming. Then at the end of her presentation, she she says to the board at the state house at the, in this committee, right in the hearing, she she turns to the board and says, um, who wants the candy? Because I'm <laughs> done. I don't need the candy. Everybody in the committee went flipped out, wanted the candy. Right. And nobody pointed out the hypocrisy in that. Like <laughs> she just went on for ten minutes about how we're marketing to children. Yep. Every single one of you stood up and wanted some of that candy. Yep. Wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. It's unbelievable. Our government's mm-hmm. unbelievable. So I was reading this shit. So in spring in Mass now you're gonna have an MGM Grand, right? MGM Grand mm-hmm. Casino. And it's funny because now in Connecticut the casino here is panicking because they're building a casino. I believe it's in East Hartford, or it's right outside of Hartford. The casino they're building in Connecticut is literally probably 20 minutes away from Springfield. So mm-hmm. Springfield, uh, I read this, I think it was uh, a few weeks, maybe three weeks ago. The new MGM Grand Springfield. So the state gave them permission to serve alcohol until 4 a.m. So you can drink until 4 a.m. In, uh, in, uh, at the MGM in uh, Springfield, but... You have to be gambling. <laughs> you ha- that, that's the law. You have to be gambling if you want to get served. Now, I think it's like 2 a.m. You don't have to be gambling until 2 a.m. They'll let you drink up to 2 a.m. But if you want to drink from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m., you have to be gambling. What the fuck is that? What kind of law is that? <laughs> is that crazy? That's that's how government works. How, they, does, how does that work? absurd fucking rules because it's all based on compromise and lobbying. You know, I can I can I can see the conversation that they had in that in that back room. Like like we want people to be able to drink, you know, until 4 a.m. at the casino because that'll give us, you know, a competitive competitive. You know, it will be competitive with the other casinos in the area. They said, well, we don't want people just walking into your casino and drinking all night. 
oh, okay, well, how about a rule that they have to be gambling <laughs> if they're drinking? Us that's how that conversation went, but that's and that's crazy. how you get these absurd fucking rules. But but how, doesn't someone from government say, well, geez, that not that nice for you, huh? They got to be gambling if if they drink. I mean, that's doesn't that sound no, nuts? I mean, because they don't they don't <laughs> when they write these these regulations, they don't actually take a step back and and think about how they actually come across after the process is over because they're so buried in the minutia of developing these regulations and, and compromising that it just doesn't come up. Well, so, so what the casino in Connecticut's doing now that's going to open up is they want to get permission from the state to be able to serve until 4 a.m. Sure. But minus, and, and, minus and they'll they, get it and they'll get it. But minus that they have to gamble part. So they'll have one up. So, right. so right. now they're telling the people in Springfield, hey, come to our casino. You don't have to gamble. We'll let you drink <laughs> drink all you want till 4 a.m. Fuck gambling. I mean, it's and they're saying that you have to do it because they won't be able to compete if, if they don't. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The state will probably go, okay, we get it. Yeah, go ahead. And right. uh, they'll let them drink, let them drink till 4 a.m. Um, it's crazy. It, it just the whole fact of how casinos are just so accepted now, It's it, that's amazing to me. You know, don't get me wrong. I love going to a fucking casino. I go to the casino two, three times a year, and it's fun. And sometimes I win, and sometimes I lose. I don't give a fuck. It's fun. I go there with – I only go there if I have money to. If I have, I can lose this money, and it doesn't matter. And, you know, you have a good time. Um, but I see people there every time I go that are clearly hooked, that are gambling their life savings away. And uh, it, it, it's a gambling's a fucked up disease. I mean, it, 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 it's, it really is. It can mess you up. You can lose everything. Yeah, and I don't get it. And we're just so it. we're so accepting of it. <laughs> we're building them these huge, beautiful casinos to come and do it. Come give yep. us all your money. Lose your life savings. And, and that, that's fine. We can't smoke weed here. God damn it. He's not going to give us fucking legal weed. But gamble away. Drink till four in the morning. You know, uh, no problem with that. Just no weed. Mm-hmm. We can't have weed. You know, it's funny you weed. bring this up, not to not to bring the show down, but I actually just got a call today. Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm bringing this up. Um, so my best friend in high school, um, his wife, they were at one of the one of the big casinos in in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and he, he, he's a big gambler. Uh, his wife, not so much. So she, they went to go see some concert or whatever. Uh, so the, she goes back to the hotel room to relax. He goes down to gamble. And long story short, he can't get back into his hotel room because I guess she had both the keys. Mm-hmm. And she's not answering the door. So okay. he, he goes down and gets security. Bash in the door. They bash in the door finally. And she's dead in the jacuzzi. Dead. Oh, my God. Dead in the jacuzzi. And, the, and this was one of my best friends back in high school. And we were actually all three of us were roommates at one point. Yeah. Like like 15, 20 years ago. Um, but so all I can think because I haven't gotten all the details yet, but all I can think is that she was probably drunk and got into the jacuzzi and passed out. Right. Right. Yep. So so how's your 4 a.m. drinking permit now? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. <clears throat> that is true. I listen, I, I couldn't imagine drinking till four AM. I I I have two or three beers and I'm done. I, I, I went to an event yesterday. Uh it was the Connecticut Vape Festival. And uh it was at a brewery in East Haven, East Haven, Connecticut. Now I have to say 
Their beer was phenomenal. I'm in fact drinking one of their beers right now. It's called Hull. It's called Libby's Lemon Shandy. It's unbelievable. I tried some others. They have great beer. Now the event was inside this garage where they had like they had this garage and then out. Well, I wouldn't say it was a garage. It was a warehouse. It was inside the warehouse. And then they had uh, um, this thing where all you know they make the beer and everything. You know it was cool, but it was hot is a motherfucker. I mean, it was hot yesterday. So it was really hot inside there. Mm-hmm. Super hot. So they had maybe, I don't know, uh, 15 different juice companies there. You know, there, there's a bit of just maybe 30 or 40 different, you know, juices there. They had quite a bit of juices there. So, uh, you know, people pretty, because it was so hot, honestly, people pretty much came and they made their rounds and they chose the ones they wanted to buy and then they left. Or they went and drank some beer, and then, or they went outside because it was actually cooler to be outside than it was inside that 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 warehouse. It was pretty hot, but it it was it was besides the heat, it was cool. I mean, it was it was really neat seeing people walk around and try all these juices, and then come back to tea time. It was great. I mean, we got a great response. They love the citrus mint. They love the juices, and it's always fun watching people vape that e liquid because it's different. And yep. it's uh, whenever they vape it, they're like, whoa, like, what is this? It's it's <laughs> it's so different than everything that's on the market. So I love sitting there and, and, and watching them try it. So so anyway, that was fun. We had that going on. And then they decided that they were going to do a cloud comp and a oh. trick competition. And you know oh. how much I love those. Yeah. So now I'm, you know, packing up and, you know, making my exit go. I, I'm planning my exit to get the fuck out of there. So uh, they shut the, there's these two garage doors. They shut the garage doors. Oh, God. And they bring in all these people, like out of nowhere. Like, I don't know where the fuck they came from. So they bring in all these people, and I guess these are all the people doing the cloud comp and the, and the, and the cloud, whatever, the cloud chasing shit, whatever they do with that shit. It was so fucking hot in there. And, of course, and they're doing this because, oh, my God forbid, if there's any air that comes in when they're doing their cloud comp. Oh, because, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's <laughs> going to blow my miraculous I mean, cloud around. I couldn't believe the heat. Well, I got the fuck out of there. I'm, I'm, I told Jamie, I said, we're gone. We packed up our shit, and we got the fuck out of there. But we were packing up, and we were talking to some people outside. And finally, maybe they were in there half hour, 45 minutes. They opened those garage doors. Those people came pouring out. Oh, my God. They were drenched in sweat. I don't know. I mean, they were. I don't know how they stayed in there and did that. I mean, really, a cloud comp and some tricks are that fucking important where you're going to lock people up at a fucking warehouse. It must have been 120 degrees in there. Are you kidding me? Because, God forbid, if a a hint of wind comes in. That's the, one the thing results. I, yeah. I hate about this industry. I hate cloud comes. I, I hate that. I can't shit. believe. I, I can't believe it. they're still going on. They yes. don't happen up here anymore. Oh, they like, do here. They stopped like a year and a half ago. They do here. They love them. They love those stupid ass cloud comps. I don't Ugh. get it. I think it's ridiculous. I think we look like idiot. And I hate it because, you know. And this is what I was telling Jim before. You have different magazines. You have Vape Pen Magazine. Vape Pen Magazine feeds into all the stereotypical vapor bullshit. The 18 to 25-year-old, the tattoos, the beards, the piercings, the cloud comps, the cloud tricks, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, hey, dude, West Coast fucking shit. Um, you know, they 
feed into that. And that's what that magazine spots spotlights, you know, the, the cool kids on Instagram and Facebook with, with the big drippers and the clouds and, and you know, the hate, I fucking hate that. It's the stereotypical vapor, the same one that Samantha B made fun of a couple years ago on her masterfully put together piece about how idiotic vapors were. Um, yep. and she pulled it <laughs> off uh, wonderfully and yes. it just it just feeds into that, and I, and I hate that. I hate that. I'm a fucking 45 year old grown man. I have I'm gonna have a wife in eight weeks. We're getting married in eight weeks. Um, I have a child. Um, I'm responsible. I'm a business owner. That's not me. And and it's almost like you're embarrassed sometimes to say you vape because you know that's the vision in somebody's head. Like, oh, you're one of those guys. No, I'm not one of those guys. And most vapors are not that. It's just a very, very little sliver, fucking slice. But it's just so they, they get blown up because, honestly, people look at that and they're like, what the fuck? I mean, who, what is a cloud chase? Are you kidding me? I mean, they have, they have uh, 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 a whole thing like, like, the, like the NBA or the MLB for cloud chasers. They have like a whole, <laughs> a whole organization and they, hold, it's like they go across the country. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I never. I got to find that rant where Dino and I are talking about that. And Dino's like, can you imagine, you know, being a kid and going home to your dad and you're living in your fucking basement and, you know, your dad says, what are you doing today, son? And he says, uh, I got to practice for the cloud comp, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to kill myself. My son does cloud comps. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It's oh, I can't stand it. But other than that, listen, the event was great. VML put it on. And VML is a great company. They put out great juices. They're great guys. They just want to have a party for everybody to have fun and get together and, and bring juice companies together. And it's a shame that all the Connecticut juice companies weren't there because they weren't. There were certain ones that weren't there. And I think that's bullshit. I think put your little petty fucking differences aside and go there and just have a good time with everybody and show vapors in Connecticut that we can all get along and have fun and let them see your liquids and have a good time. But whatever it, it is, it, regardless of the few that signed up to show up, it was fun. It was a good time. And I saw a lot of good people there that I like, and uh, it was fun. And, and the response from Tea Time was great. Speaking of response for Tea Time, I got to wrap this up uh, shortly, but I got to do this. So... For those of you, most of you know, but for those of you that don't know, the creator of these wonderful Tea Time flavors is Jay. Jay has been doing this, what, eight years now? He is the master yep. behind these wonderful flavors we have. Aww. So, I mean, if you like Tea Time, it's, uh, Jay's the master. He, he's the artiste behind it. He's the one with the palate. He's one of the best in the business. Anyway. Don't, don't tell yourself that short because these flavors were your idea. Yeah, but still, listen, here, we're going to have some fun. I'm going to read some. Re these are actual reviews from Tea Time. And I'm going to read some to Jay right now. Let's get his response. They could be good. They could be bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're ready you did, for this? You didn't prepare me for this. <laughs> I know. It wouldn't be fun if I prepared you. So uh, we're going to start this one. We'll start off with this one. This one is from a woman named, woman named Kayla. And the title is Made Me Love Vaping. And she's talking about cherry vanilla oh. tea. That's what she said. Made me love vaping. This is my first time vaping, and my first juice was from my local vape shop. It was not very flavorful. It tasted like plain old vape and no flavor. I tried this out, and it's awesome. So smooth and flavorful. The cherry is delicious, and the vanilla is there, too, behind the cherry. I will definitely be rebuying and trying out the blueberry candy cane also. The prices are great for such a big bottle. 
thank you. Aw, thank you, Kayla. <laughs> Let's read another one. Wish it here's a title from Christina. Wish it came in a smaller bottle. <laughs> I would love to try, but like someone else said, even with the discount, it comes out to be about twenty dollars a bottle. She's not happy. Just like well, the price. Uh, that's Kevin's fault. Yes. Well, <laughs> you're right, Christina. And let me tell you something, Christina. Let me explain something to you. You're not listening, but I'll explain it anyway. For anybody who may wonder. So the flavors that are used in these e-liquids aren't cheap. Because, quite frankly, Jay doesn't use cheap flavors. Um, he uses expensive flavors. And there's a reason. Because they fucking taste good. So the flavors are not cheap. They're expensive flavors. The actual bottle is an authentic Chubby Gorilla bottle, which is one of the best bottles out there. That's expensive. My labels, I've been told I'm a moron for using them because they're so expensive, because they're the silk labels that have that like nylon silk feel. I'm sorry, then I'll be a moron. I'll keep on using them because it makes the product. It's a, I'm, I'm selling a premium e-liquid and everything from the label to the bottle to the, to the ingredients, to the flavorings, to everything is truly a premium product, and there's a cost to that. This is not naked. This is not, uh, uh, you know, a fucking uh, keep it 100 where we just dump some shit flavors and a bunch of sweetener and put it in a cheap bottle and go, go. That's not this. So if you want a bargain juice, go to them. I'm not a bargain juice. You know, we never were. We're a, we work very hard to make this a good premium product, and it has a premium price. What can I say? Anyway, let's move on. This is fun. <laughs> good here's the title good stuff but there's a but this is from tony tony says as the title says good stuff but would love to make this uh, okay good stuff would love to make this an all-day vape however and this is a big one 25 for any 60 mil bottle of juice is ridiculous no matter how good it may be <laughs> even with a 25 percent coupon code it's still out of the park in price now with the 25 with the 25 percent coupon code it's 18 bucks okay so he thinks that line. shipped yeah shipped it yeah. shipped uh, and, and free that's shipping what th that's what 30 mils cost yeah and it's free shipping it's still out of the parking price point why shop around and you will find plenty of gourmet special blends that taste just as good for far or less generally most of them one may indeed pay 25, but it's it'll be for 120 mil. And but the weird thing is, is the guy gave it five stars. <laughs> he gave it five stars. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Of, you know, I'm not sure of his math there. Right. Because 18 bucks, that's that's what you pay for a 30 million glass or at least what you were paying, you know, a year, year and a half ago for 30 mils. Right. So and you still pay that if you go to a vape shop, you're still paying probably 18 bucks out the door for a 30 mil. So you're getting twice you're getting twice the, the juice for the same price, but it's overpriced. I don't know. So here's Alejandro or let's do this one first. Um, this is uh, Nicole. The tea time. OK, title is tea time of all time. I am in love. Best tea juice I ever tasted. Perfect amount of cherries to tea ratio. I think the vanilla is very subtle, making it very smooth and tasty. I absolutely love that it has no added sweeteners, but is not overly sweet. So she loves it. She loves it. But Alejandro is disappointed. He's disappointed. <laughs> After hearing about tea time on Zofi's channel, I was very eager to try it out. I expected greatness and was given a mediocre e-juice at best. Aww. It tastes like medicine. <laughs> well, I, ch cherry has that effect. <laughs> I, no, I, I can't fault. I can't falter there. 
He doesn't like it. Him. Him? Yeah. Alejandro? Alejandro doesn't like it. He said you're juicy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cherry is a tough one, and we we spent a lot of time on that one. Right. No, I know. Last year. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on that one. It was it was very difficult to find that balance, you know, before it turned into cough syrup. And I think we nailed it, but it's not it's not going to be for everybody. Right. It's cherry. You know? Okay, so let's go on to the blueberry. These are the blueberry ones. Here's your first one from Dolly. Dolly said, amazing. The best of the best e-liquids that I vape in my whole life. I am from Mexico, and I've tried about 40 flavors. One and a half gallons I know from my TOC. Of 15 brands, and this one definitely is, and the cherry vanilla are the best in my experience. Please make larger versions for which we do not have to access your products in Mexico and be able to enjoy more time. Congratulations. Well, actually, you do have access to my products in Mexico, Dolly. It's called VaporMax. VaporMax has tea time. In fact, yeah, when yeah. you go to VaporMax.com, it's the first fucking thing you see on their front page. Boom, team time. So you can get tea time in Mexico. I don't sell to Mexico off my website because we have Vapormex for that. So, and I think I sent them an email actually told them that. So if you're in Mexico, you can get tea time from Vapormex. Awesome. Uh, let's see. That's a blueberry. Okay. Here's Alejandro again. Uh-oh. He tried the blueberry too. Disappointed. <laughs> I wrote a review for the cherry vanilla, but forgot to mention that my coupon code for 25% off that I got from Zofi Channel didn't work, as I wasn't able to type it in from the mobile site on my Galaxy Note 8. Also, after spending a little more time with my e-liquid, I've come to realize it's not as bad as I previously stated. Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I guess he likes the cherry now, but he's talking about the blueberry. I don't know. Very odd. Let's see. Well, you know, thanks, thanks for the, the all the effort, Alejandro. <laughs> I mean, he spent he spent a lot of time on the site and giving us giving us some feedback. So right, you know. oh, it's great. Yeah, it's absolutely great. I love it. I love reading the reviews. You know, we just got one in for Citrus Mint. I we just started selling Citrus Mint, so we got one review, and I'm like, oh, there's finally a review for Citrus Mint. Just came in today, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the review. Got three stars. Oh, lighter flavor, he says. Clayton says, I got a lot of spit back with this new flavor. I tried using new cotton and it heated better, but the next day it was back to cracks and spit backs. And I burned my tongue a few times. Not as much vapor with this flavor for my preference. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So he was disappointed. But let me tell you something. I had everybody try citrus mint at that event yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. 90% 90% of them are crazy over it. They're like, this it's is the, fucking it's good. The, in it's my the best opinion, one. it's the best flavor. It's the best it's one. The best. Um, it, it's funny. I used to see reviews like that all the time for e-liquids, like different flavors. People would complain about spit back or different performance, right. like performance-related issues yep. on equipment. That's not really how it works. Um, unless you're using like a water-based flavoring or something like that, something really off the wall and a lot of it, you're not going to it's not going to adversely affect performance so long as the e-liquid is made in the same ratio that, that's not really how it works so he's probably having he just happened to correlate you know his change in flavor to citrus mint with some performance issues that he was having on his device right more than likely but listen i i can't you can't tell him that 
no, <laughs> no. it's it's and it's fine. The, yeah. It's disappointing that our yeah. that our first citrus mint review is a three star, but you know that's what, they listen. There'll be many more to come in. Many more will come in, and, and people. Oh yeah, will it, it's selling like freaking gangbusters. Yeah, no, it's it's it it definitely has a great response, and uh, it, I'm vaping it now. It's 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 definitely the best one. I'm definitely yep. happy with it. So, uh, oh man, you know, I know there's other things that I wanted to talk about, and I just can't find them now. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I came home, and I wasn't prepared for this at all. I just literally just got on the air. I usually take notes, write down everything that I want to discuss. Yeah. And well, talk I, about. I knew you were going to talk about. You know what happened this week with that place that the the, the quote unquote e e cigarette factory in Salem. Oh yeah, well I want yeah, and I want to have Jim on. <laughs> and and I I didn't say this earlier, but kudos to Jim and and the folks over at Vaping Three Sixty because that was that was like definitely the silver lining in all this was to see some real honest to goodness investigative reporting. That's right. Um, you know, when even our own, you know, others in our own industry couldn't seem to to grasp that, you know, other other vaping media couldn't seem to grasp that. I mean, kudos to Jim and Vaping 360 for putting out what they did. Absolutely. Because you know, that was the real story. Yes, that was the real story was was how the, even though we don't have an answer for it, they were asking they're asking the right questions, you know, whereas vape news was just they were just parroting what they saw on the fucking internet and any asshole on Facebook can do that. Yep. You are correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. And uh I know I'm 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 just I'm just not gonna discuss this. You know, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you'll probably be able to figure it out. I received emails, I received emails after I posted this. Um and it was something to the effect of, I said, if you do something to better the vape industry, don't expect any credit for oh. it. Yep. <laughs> I'm really not going to get into that. I, I would love to, but I'm just not going to. If you've been listening to me long enough, all my loyal listeners have been listening for years and years and years, we'll pretty much be able to figure that out. Just really think about it. Think about what I've done for the vape industry over the past seven years, pick out one, pick out one thing in particular that I've done, and then that's what I'm discussing. You'll, you'll be able to figure it out and then say, okay, yep. and he's not getting any credit for it. You can put two and two together. And I know you can because I had listeners email me when this started to happen. I had two listeners email me and say, hey, Kevin, look at this article. Hey, Kevin, check this out. And then I know exactly why they were sending it to me because it said something that just wasn't accurate. Um, I did something wonderful. I don't get credit for it. I'm never going to get credit for it. Uh, something that really changed this industry and even today is changing this industry. And I will never get acknowledgement for it. It is what it is. Discussing it's not going to make any difference. I don't see what point that's going to that's going to make. You know, it's I've discussed it with friends and and that's it. And I'm over it. Now. I'm I'm not over it. I'm lying. I'm still pissed off. But <laughs> it's it yeah. It's it is what it is. Over something like that. I know it. And you and I have talked at length about it. Yes. Um. And, but the thing is, is that in, this is true of any industry. I'm sure, especially a growing industry like we have here. Um, you know, anybody who's been in it for an extended period of time like you and I have you go through you go through this you go through people who want to take credit for other people's you know call it intellectual property call it 
you know, just your ideas. They want to take credit for it because you had an idea that ended up taking off that people poo pooed at the time. And mm-hmm. and now now that it's a successful idea, nobody wants to give you credit for it. They want to they want to send credit elsewhere. And, and, and that's the thing that really drives me crazy, because when I came up with this idea and put it together and, and, and was putting it all together at the time, I I lost friends over it. People right. that were my friends, I lost. And I almost, you know, Drew, I almost lost Drew as a friend because of it. You know, it caused friction between Drew and I. I mean, Drew's passed away now, unfortunately. But at the time, it almost drew, uh, drove us apart. And I got so much flack. Oh, my God, this is going to be a failure. What the fuck's wrong with you? This is going to succeed. This is a joke. Ba 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 ba. Well, guess what? It wasn't a joke. It's still strong. It's one of the strongest things going on in vaping today. And it's going to continue to be strong and uh, just get bigger and better. And, uh, you know, I will just never receive any at all credit or not even a, hey, thanks, Kevin. I'll still have the occasional asshole come up with me with, oh, what did you do? Really? Don't right. don't ever ask me what have I done. Right. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> don't ask that question. Please don't. Yeah. I remember going to Massachusetts in 2000. I remember Jamie calling me in 2010 going crazy. Oh, there's a hearing. They wanna, there was a hearing where they were going to ban flavors. Oh, J- Jamie Richards? Yeah, Jamie Richards. Yeah. This was back in 2010. And he's like, oh, and this was like when nobody was vaping. And he's like, you got to come up here and speak. We need people to speak. It's so important, blah, blah, blah. I have never in my life gone to anything, any sort of government legislation, anything, and spoke in front of anybody. I've never even spoken in front of anybody. I'm like, oh, my God. But I had to go because he was right. There was like, oh, there was only certain, there was like, there was four of us there. It was me, Jamie, and a couple. And that was it. Um, yeah. And you needed voices there. And I'll tell you what, we went, and it was a scary motherfucking thing for me. But I went, and I spoke, and all of us spoke, and it worked. And they didn't pass it. It fucking worked. And I'll never forget that. And I'm actually happy that I went because I was like, wow, how fucking cool is that? We went there. We spoke our mind. We talked about how this product is keeping up off sick. And, and they listened to us, and they actually yep. didn't pass it. What a wonderful thing. And God knows how many of those I've been to since then. So just don't, don't. <laughs> okay, so don't, 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 don't say that, you know, really. Right. It's crazy. I'll never forget that, man. That was, I was so scared. I mean, I was in this. Oh, I bet. It was like this small I've, I've room. Been to, I've been to those hearings. Oh, I take it back. Karen was there, too. Karen Carey was there. It was me, Karen, James. Oh, I miss Karen. And, uh, yes, and, and a couple. There was a couple there. There was five of us. And I didn't know what the fuck I was even going to say. I'm like, what do you even say? I mean, uh, I was just like, you know, I've been using blue cigs and I don't smoke anymore. I just kind of just said like, hey, they keep me off cigarettes, you know. And and, and the flavors I was using at the time were like uh, whatever the, the Cherry Crush, you know, Cherry Crush works. And, you know, I, they, they listened. There were yeah. some that weren't convinced by it, but the others convinced the guys like, listen, you know, if it's you working know, for know, these as, guys. As, as awful as Massachusetts is, they still haven't really passed anything here. Yeah. You, the, the well, attorney general's done has stuck it to us a little bit, but we've been able to kind of weather that storm. But like everything that's come up, we've been able to organize, you know, whether it's MASFA that was formed a few years ago, that's now kind of defunct or, or the new crew that's that's, gather, you know, starting to gather momentum. Um, we were, you know, and we were able to pretty much crush that flavor ban that was 
about to get imposed on us in really short order because that we were completely blindsided by that. We all, everybody was. Yes. Um, we were able to crush that. You know, Massachusetts is a tough freaking state. It's but, a constant fight. But, but they're towns. not. It's like they're not able to get their shit together to stomp their boot on our neck. But like, but but the towns have all these weird laws. Like okay, so yeah. so um where where uh, Vapor's Edge is is um you have to be twenty one. Yep. And, uh, you know, you have to be 21. But the vape shop, a mile and a half down the streets, because it's in another town, you only have to be 18. Right. Some shops you can vape in. Some shops you yep. can't. I remember walking to a vape shop, like, oh, you can't vape in here. I'm like, really? Um, yep. the, the problem is, is all the towns have all these different fucking laws. You don't know one from the yeah. other. Yeah, and that's, what, and that's what makes organizing really fucking difficult in this state. Because a lot of the actual infringements on, on vape shops and... and and consumers is done at the local level. It makes it very difficult to organize because half the state is already 21. Half the state has weird flavor bans, you yep. know, and if there's a flavor ban, it's usually just in convenience stores and that kind of thing, which actually helps vape shops. So who's going to, who's going to, you know, fight that, <laughs> you know, right. It's, it's very difficult in this state, but I'll um, tell you that, 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 fla that, that flavor ban, uh, I, I got to talk about this before I wrap up. I got to talk about this, that flavor, that the flavor ban of mass isn't going through, but the flavor ban was for convenience stores. It was, it was pretty much for anybody, but vape shops. Uh, it, it, yes, that's yes. correct. It was for anybody but vape shops. However, how, well, However, I, vape shops would have had, had to, to get, per, yes, a they would have had to get a uh, smoking bar license. Understood. Yes, yes. They had to get a smoking bar license. That is correct. So then it came down to, and, and this would have been fascinating because now it's going to come down to, okay, so what are vape shops going to do? Are they going to go and, and back up the convenience stores and the smoke, you know, smoke shops, everybody and say, hey, listen, we got to all stand together and fight this? Or are they going to say, Fuck them, <laughs> you know. We'll right, take right. their business. Divide and, it's divide and conquer. Uh, yeah, it's it's, and conquer. so but, I was looking forward time, to that like, to see what was going to happen. But at the same time, there are a lot of towns in Massachusetts that have banned smoking bars, so there would have been a lot of vape shops that may very well have had to close. I mean, it was difficult. We didn't even have any time, enough time to really do a full analysis on on the the amendment. And the associated laws to really understand what it actually all meant. Like it, it, it happened. It all happened so fast, and we just mobilized and started calling, and you know, just uh, you know, telling telling our representatives to just vote against it, vote against it, vote against it. Right. Um. So it was it was really tough, but it it was it was scary because it wasn't just going to be cut and dry just. Uh, C stores. No, but but it would it would have been fascinating. Now let's say you had a vape shop in a town where they could get one of these smoking permits, say, to, so right. that they could sell the flavors, and all the convenience stores and smoke shops in town wouldn't be able to sell flavored e liquid anymore. You right. think they're going to go but, there and say, "Hey, we need to fight this." It's going to be like, "Oh, fuck yeah, sounds good to me." They're, no, of course they're going to want that business. Of course not. But it, uh, but uh, the the flip side of that coin is the C store lobby is far stronger than any state vaping association. Yes, yes, it is. Period. Yes, it is. So the C store lobby is going to essentially be, you know, they're going to be able to crush those those amendments and those bills all on their own. Now, now, but the thing is, is now. If I personally had a vape shop there, now that now my initial thought, if I if I owned a vape shop in Massachusetts, my initial thought would have been, 
what that guy would say. Fuck them. Their problem. I'll take their business. But, but I wouldn't have ended up doing that. I, I would have, I would have done whatever I could to work with the convenience stores, smoke shops, all of them, because you're right. They have huge lobbying power. And if any yep. other thing came up down the road, I want that same. I want to be their friend. I don't want to be their enemy. I want to be their friend. I want to be yeah. uh, be able to to get uh, to cash in on that part of that fucking lobbying power. So I would do everything you know to to align with them, not be like ah fuck them, because that could turn that could turn around and bite that story in the ass later on. But God knows what else comes up because this shit constantly comes up. It never ends. Fuck it, I've been vaping nine years. Every fucking year, at least twice a year, <laughs> something comes up here. It's never ending. It never well, stops. Well, I mean, maybe there there are potential future issues with with doing that because they could always turn around and bite you in the ass the next time a piece of legislation comes down that's the exact opposite kind of thing but you know maybe it would be a good idea to kind of almost officially align vaping specialty stores with the c stores at least as far as lobbying efforts you know maybe maybe there's something to look at there maybe because we could let we could definitely leverage, you know, their lobbying power, their finances um, to, you know, to to make it good for all of us. And and the smokers, you know, I mean, <laughs> God forbid, you know, we we forget, you know, what we're actually doing this for you yep. know, to convert smokers to vaping. Absolutely. So, yeah, very interesting. Oh, here's that thing that Jim sent. I got to look at this after, too. This is very interesting. Did you hear what he was saying about the this this involvement? Oh, I gotta read this. I'll go through this later. Anyway, um, I gotta wrap this up because it's hot as a motherfucker in my office, and I <laughs> fuck yeah, it's getting, I, it's getting hot in here. I have air conditioning up here. We have central air through the house, except up in my office. It doesn't have central air. It's got a fucking window unit, and it's it was a hundred degrees today. It's just not doing shit. I mean, it's when it's that hot, it doesn't really do anything. If it's not as hot, it's fine, but. Jesus, it's just too crazy up here. So uh, thank you, Jay, for coming on. I appreciate it. We've had emails. People have wanted to hear you, so <laughs> you have fans. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, any Anytime you want me on, I'm, I'm available. I know I'm not Dino, um, but, you know, maybe over time I can develop an accent. I don't, and, and, you know, I, I'll listen. I'm getting married in eight weeks. I'll see. I'm hoping that Dino's going to be at my wedding. He was told me he was going to come to my wedding. And well, uh, I'll, I'll definitely be there. Yeah. Either either with my wife or with Tony. Tony uh, from Bay State Vapor is my date. Yep. And uh, I will uh, talk to him and hopefully I'll get him to come on one more time. It's, it's never going to be. Everybody's got to say it's not going to be what it used to be. We're not going to have Dino back now. I'm on every week. That's just that's gone. Dino's in a new place in life now. That's just not going to happen. But uh, I'll at least try to get him to come on one last time. That'd be good. To give a proper goodbye. Just like I thought Russ should do. Russ never gave a proper goodbye. He just disappeared. I know, I know. You know, I, Russ, miss, come back. I, I do, yes. I, I do miss what this network used to be with, you know, I, I became so used to, you know, everybody, you know, Jeannie Kay and Jan and, and Russ and you and Dino. Um, you know, but, I mean, nothing lasts forever. Oh, so it, it's, it's good that you still have a platform and that people are still downloading and, and listening um, oh, when you yeah. do. You do get around to doing it. I got loyal listeners, and they listen, and I and, and I love it. I, I can't stop doing this. I mean, they would, God forbid, they I don't know what they would do. 
<laughs> they, they loyal. I have loyal listeners. I love it. I, I just I like doing it too. I, I get things off my chest, and it's really fun. Like uh, the asshole at at the toy chest. The toy chest in West Hartford. Uh, you fuckers need to learn how to uh, practice customer service. I got there today with Emma. We got there at three forty-five. I fully understood that they closed at four o'clock. I got that. I got there as fast as I could. We got it at three forty-five. So the guy immediately comes up to us, comes up to us and says, oh, "I'm closing in ten minutes." Hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, very rudely. Then he comes back two minutes later. Two minutes, you know, I'm closing up in five minutes. You know, you fucker. I I ran. I owned a fucking uh, retail establishment. I ran one for years. I owned one. Let me tell you something. When I owned that vape shop and I ran, whenever I worked at the vape shop and we had customers come in, at, we used to close at 8. If they came in at 2 minutes till 8 and they would come in, and a lot of time, you know, they come in, they want to try flavors. It's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. I'd say, you know what? Would I lock the doors at 8 o'clock? Absolutely. But no. you know what I told that customer? It's okay, man. Just take your time. It's all right. Uh, but but you know what? If you were still doing it 20 years from now, you might be a little more crotchety. You know what? If I was crotchety like that towards a customer, I wouldn't be there. I'd have somebody else working. I'd say, I can't be here because that's just wrong to say. You know, I understand. And and we were, you know, doing our best to rush and, and you know, have them get our toys, whatever. But what kind of customer service is that? You know, you're you're up my ass. Or you got five minutes. I'm closing up. It's like, really? You're going to fucking yell at me like that? You fuck. You should be like, you know what, man? And take your time. Take your time. You know, we are closing at four. So I ask if, you know, or he, he even could have said, you know what? We're closing at four. Um, I don't want to rush you. But, you know, if you could do the best you can, I would have said, hey, no problem, man. No, thank you so much. But, to, you know, bark at me 10 minutes, five minutes. What the fuck yeah. is that? But you know what? The problem is, too. Here's the problem. He's the only game in town now. Toys R Us is gone. He's the only right. game in town. He is the only toy store I know of anywhere around here. It was him and Toys R Us. And I would have loved to have gone to Toys R Us, but there's no more Toys R Us. And speaking of Toys R Us, just so all of you know, Toys R Us is not gone. Toys R Us is coming back. There was a fascinating article that somebody wrote about this guy. He was the he was used to be the CEO of Toys R Us from like 2001 to 2011, I think it was. So anyway, he came up with the idea of Toys R Us also selling things for babies. But his idea was to put them all under one roof. So you mm-hmm. would have had half a Toys R Us with all the toys for all the kids, and then the other half be the Babies R Us, where there's the clothes and the baby stuff and all that stuff. Mix them all together in one store. That was his idea. Mm-hmm. Toys R Us decided to say, no, we're going to have a separate Toys R Us and a separate Babies R Us. So anyway... Years and years goes by. Toys R Us was, was in such financial trouble that they had to file bankruptcy. They had to go out of business. There was just no way they could stay alive. Okay? No way. So here's what's going to happen. This guy, this CEO that used to run the company, he firmly believes that Toys R Us could be a very profitable company again. And he wants to utilize the idea that he came up with initially of having babies in Toys R Us, but putting them together under one roof. Instead of having two separate ones, he wants to do this. So what he's going to do is he's going to, uh, within 30 days, starting yesterday, they closed yesterday. So within 30 days, you're now going to be able to bid on buying Toys R Us. The name, the likeliness, the URL. The actual Toys R Us brand is going going up for auction. 
Mm-hmm. So he's going to bid on it. I think now, you and you and I should bid on it. Yeah. So <laughs> he's going to bid on it now. Now, if he wins the bid, his goal is to have these Toys R Us slash Babies R Us locations. He's already actually going throughout the country and scouting out locations. He wants to have them all up and running by this Christmas. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. So he. I mean, so if that happens and he wins the bid, we will have Toys R Us back by Christmas. Now it's like it's like what happened with Twinkies. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly <laughs> right. Twinkies were gone. Somebody came along, they bought them, brought them right back. So let's say let's say he does it. Listen, whoever buys Toys R Us, they're not going to let it die. We think they're fucking buy it. I'm going to spend uh, tens of millions of dollars and let it die. No, of course they're going to do something with it. It's it's a very valuable. Thing. They're going to bring it back. Now, if somebody else buys it, will they actually have actually have brick and mortar locations? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they'll treat it like a McDonald's and have franchises. You could have a Toys R Us franchise. Drive through for diapers. Yeah, I mean, something will happen. At any any way you look at it, Toys R Us isn't gone. It's coming back. The only thing that could possibly happen is somebody buy it and just make it purely online and don't have brick and mortars anymore, and that would suck. But I don't believe that for a second. There's definitely value in having a, a toy store, brick and mortar toy store. It was just too big and too far gone. So it just needed to be shut down, and it needs to be redone. That's all. Toys R Us isn't going anywhere. So everybody relax. Everybody, oh, it's so sad. Toys R Us was gone. No, it's coming back. Mark my words. I don't know if it's going to be back by this Christmas. That's a pretty, that's, yeah, that'd be that's, crazy. But it's, That's aggressive. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely coming. It makes sense. He wants to have it back by Christmas because that's the biggest, you know, time to sell. I well, mean, it, it, would be, it would be a marketing bonanza. I mean, yes. the media would hop all over it. Absolutely, they would. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so don't worry. I know you see the sad picture of Jeffrey holding his suitcase. And, oh, my God, it's all over. It's not all over. You know, they're, 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 uh, the, uh, KB might even come back. KB Toy and Hobby. They're, there's talks about them uh, coming out. Oh, uh, those guys are pricks. Uh, K- yeah. <laughs> you, you remember KB? I, there was a KB Toy and Hobby in West Farms Mall where I lived. And that's where, we, that's where we went before there was a Toys R Us. I mean, that's where we went. That's, that was, the, that was yeah. it. It was. A, it they was, used to be really good for like, uh, like games, like uh, board games and card games and things like. that. Oh shit! They were good. They were good for Matchbox cars. I used to get Matchbox cars, Hot Wheels cars. I got yeah. all my my little tracks there and the things that went with the Hot Wheels, the gas station and the the big tracks you'd buy to race the cars. And oh, <laughs> I mean, it, it was just it was just a smaller version of Toys R Us. When Toys R Us came, it was like holy fuck. I mean, that was. It just knocked out KB Toying Hobbies and all these other small stores because it was Toys R Us. I mean, everything yeah, was there. You, you remember, uh, what was it, Eric Fuchs Hobbies? You remember those? No, I F-U-C-H-S. Oh, okay, They're, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yep. Yeah, same same idea as KB. Right. So, yeah, it's not going anywhere. Don't worry, everybody. It's coming back. But, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for coming on, Jay. I truly appreciate it. We will have you on again soon. Uh, and thank you everybody for listening and I will put the replay up more than likely tomorrow because I'm going to go eat my very unketo friendly cheesecake because mm-hmm. I earned it and I don't care because I don't have hey, to. You've already <laughs> lost your weight. I've already so lost my weight. I'm, I'm, cheap. yep, I'm maintaining. I didn't eat all day so I could have a steak and a piece of fucking cheesecake. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. So, uh. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jay. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, bud. Thanks. All right. That's it. I'm wrapping it up. I'm out. 
Another show will come again soon, I promise. We will talk later. Good night.